0: From India's Largest Newsroom, I'm Arun George, and this is the Times of India Podcast. Soon after Nitish Kumar switched sides for the second time in less than two years to remain Chief Minister of Bihar, Sanjay Kumar, who is co-director of Lokniti, a research organization that studies elections in India, tweeted that there was no contest left in the 2024 national elections. He said the only thing of interest to him now was how many seats the BJP-led India Alliance would win and whether the Congress would be able to retain even the number of seats it won in the 2014 elections. My colleague Alka Dupkar asked him what prompted him to write off the election months before the first vote is even cast.
1: The point I was trying to mention that look at what is happening to the India Alliance. The India Alliance seems not to be taking shape the way it should have taken shape. West Bengal, there is no sheet-sharing arrangement. If you look at Punjab, Aam Aadmi Party has already mentioned that they will go alone. There are difficulties in other states as well. Bihar was a state which was very hopeful for India Alliance. And now with the change of alliance, Nitish Kumar has moved away from uh, India Alliance and moved to the NDA. So what happens is that there is a big setback for the India Alliance in Bihar. And this is the state where India Alliance was hoping to gain a lot. Because there are few states which was talked about right from the beginning that these are the states which can be the game changer. Karnataka, Bihar, UP, Maharashtra and West Bengal. And if I look at what has happened in all the states one after another, uh, Karnataka BJP has already formed an alliance with JDS. Bihar, the recent development suggests that India alliance has become weakened and NDA has become very strong. West Bengal, if there is no alliance, BJP remains a formidable force. In Maharashtra, things are not taking shape the way it should have taken for India Alliance to be strong. That is why I mention that 2024 election, the result, the verdict is almost now kind of a foregone conclusion. My own sense is the kind of euphoria which we see around Ram Mandir inauguration. So I guess. BJP might improve with tally, if I think that the winner is almost decided, then what is the interest left in the such a race?
0: Just a little under two weeks ago, the biggest question was whether Rahul Gandhi's Bharat Nyay Yatra could galvanize the Congress ahead of an election. A lot has changed since then. Nitish Kumar, one of the biggest leaders in the India Alliance, switched sides to retain power in Bihar. In West Bengal, Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee said any alliance would be made only after the elections since the Congress refused to accept her seat sharing formula in the state. The Samajwadi Party has struck a similar take it or leave it stand with the Congress in the state of Uttar Pradesh. In Punjab, Chief Minister Bhagwant Mann has ruled out an alliance between the Congress and AAP. It's difficult to tell whether these are hard bargains being struck or whether the India alliance is just far more fragile than it was in January. In today's episode, Alka Dupkar is in conversation with Sanjay Kumar of Lokniti on two aspects of the Nitish Kumar departure. First, they discuss why Nitish's departure will only help the NDA coalition in Bihar despite his image taking a massive hit. Then, they discuss what the current state of being says about the India Alliance. Alka started by asking Sanjay Kumar about Nitish Kumar's remarkably fluid political alliances.
2: Why are both the BJP and RJD okay with Nitish Kumar whenever he joins them, uh, letting him be the chief minister every time, though his seats have been uh, on the decline in the state?
1: See, if you look at the Bihar politics, there are three important players, RJD, BJP and JDU. And I think Nitish Kumar is taking the advantage because the two parties, RJD and BJP cannot come together or we can say that they have never come together in the past. So it is safe to assume that it is extremely, extremely difficult for RJD and BJP to come together and form the government. Neither of the three parties ever had a majority on their own. So if there is a need to form the government, at least two of them needs to come together. Nitish Kumar is acceptable both to RJD and to BJP because Nitish Kumar himself has made available for both the political parties. He is okay in aligning with the BJP. He is equally happy forming a government with the RJD. That is why I don't buy the argument that he is so popular that both the parties are ready to accept him in their fold. I think it is kind of a majburi because you need to form the government. And since it is extremely, extremely difficult for RJD and BJP to come together, he himself makes himself available for both the parties and whichever way he wants to tilt, he tilts on one day on the left and the other day on the right.
2: With the political gymnastics of Nitish Kumar, there are two questions. The first is, uh, what does this say about Nitish Kumar's ideology? And second, what does this tell us about the BJP? While NDA is becoming stronger, isn't it showing BJP in a bad light? No, certainly it
1: is showing BJP in a bad light. It is also showing Nitish Kumar in a bad light. It indicates how low we can go in politics because leaders of the two parties, especially Nitish on this side and few leaders on the BJP side, they have been accusing each other what kind of statement they have given against each other. So I think it indicates how low politics can go, how low, what is the role of ideology. There, There is no... Place of ideology in Indian politics. If we think of the image, yes, the image of both the parties or both the leader, Nitish Kumar on one side, and also BJP, they it has uh, there is a dent in that image. But the point is that will this dent also dent their electoral support? That is not going to happen because at present, if I look at the voters, the voters are very sharply divided, and the sharp divide is between pro-Modi and anti-Modi at the national level. So they don't care. Okay, this change has taken place. Yes, BJP should not have taken Nitish Kumar. But once they have taken back
2: Nitish Kumar, they all accept it. I wanted to ask you, is this going to be a new normal in Indian politics?
1: Uh, Very difficult to make any prediction that is it going to be new normal. Yes, if we look at the politics in the 70s, 80s and 90s and the politics of the present time, I think we do get a sense that it is going lower and lower if you talk about few things, about the morality in politics, about leaders' commitment to serving the people or commitment to ideology. So on all these accounts, we see that there is a decline, there is a sharp decline. I don't know whether this decline will, in a few years' time, will you know convert into an upward swing there is a decline and I'm not sure whether it can go further down, but yes, there is a time when we see a lot of decline in Indian politics with regard to morality, with regard to role of ideology in Indian politics.
2: You are a Bihari yourself. You have seen Nitish Kumar's politics and um, you are uh, co-director of CSDS and looking at a national politics. Uh, do you think that this is the end of ideology in Indian politics? It
1: would be very difficult to say that this is the end of ideology. This is not the first time in Indian politics that we have seen strange bedfellows. BJP and uh, formed the government along with the PDP in Jammu and Kashmir. So there are strange kind of alliances which has taken place. Maharashtra, who had imagined that Shiv Sena, NCP, and Congress can come together and form a government, so. Very strange kind of alliances are taking place, even if we are talking about Bihar, uh, with the kind of rivalry uh, Nitish Kumar and Lalu Yadav used to have for decades. It was very difficult to imagine that in 2015, they would come together and and contest the 2015 assembly election together. So I won't say that this is an end to ideology in Indian politics. We had unholy alliances in the past also. So it's not that this is the first time and I won't say that this is the end. I think we have seen ups and downs in Indian politics in the past also. Coming years, I don't rule out such alliances to take place or break.
2: How do voters typically react to such moves? We have seen Bihar-like switches in states like Maharashtra, MP and Gova as well. Uh, should political leaders have any connection or concern about their voters anymore? Or does being elected come with the freedom to do what they want?
1: No, no, no. I won't say that once you get elected, you get the freedom to change sides the way you want. I think voters expect some morality. Voters expect... Because they have voted you because you were opposing a particular political party. But when they align together uh, with the party which they had opposed during at the time of election, uh, there is a disenchantment among the voters. But as I said, there is such a sharp divide in any state if we are talking about Bihar. So in Bihar also, anti-Lalu, pro-Lalu, Nitish, is not of that character that there is strong Nitish anti-Nitish. So what happens is that when Nitish deserted uh, the RJD, yes, there would be some un- unhappiness. But all those who don't want who are opposed to Lalu but accepted him because he was in government with Nitish Kumar, they would say अच्छा So there is a disenchantment. But finally, after all. Uh, The core support of the party does not get affected by their leader shifting from one side to another. Uh, The alliance only helps them in consolidating the votes of the two parties. But the core support, I am not saying that Nitish Kumar's image has got a dent, but that dent will not adversely affect the party's electoral strength to the same extent as his image is getting a beating. His core supporters will still vote for Nitish Kumar, even if they would not Fully endorse what he has done a couple of days ago.
2: How does it work? I mean, the image is dented, but uh, his vote share won't go down or uh, his voters will remain loyal with him. How does this work? Since
1: there are a large number of people who just don't want to support Lalu Yadav, so what will happen? Even if they are unhappy with BJP, unhappy with Nitish Kumar, unhappy with, uh, so they would still go and vote for BJP and You know, NDA alliance because they cannot think of voting for RJD. And if you look at the Bihar politics for the last several decades, it is a bipolar contest most of the time. There are voters who don't want to vote for Lalu Yadav's party RJD at any cost. They don't like the move of Nitish Kumar. Move means shifting from one side to another. But still, they would go and vote for him or his alliance because they have no choice. they dislike more the other party. That is why the core supporters of the party remains intact with the party despite this somersault taken by Nitish Kumar in every couple of years.
0: We're back in conversation with Sanjay Kumar of Niti about Nitish Kumar's switch and the implications of some hard bargaining within the India coalition. About a year ago, Sanjay Kumar had spoken about the perception of the BJP and Prime Minister Narendra Modi. In that episode, he'd spoken about how even in 2023, while the perception of Congress leader Rahul Gandhi had improved, it was nowhere close to that of Modi. He spoke of how aspects like foreign policy were major factors in the Modi electoral campaign and broader perception on the ground. Alka asked Sanjay Kumar what the latest shift in the Alliance means for the Congress's big promise of conducting a caste census. She also spoke with him about what the Alliance needs to do to at least convince voters that they're still in the running. Also, why does it matter that they need to convince voters that they're still in the running?
2: Let's talk about the heated topic of caste census or survey, uh, which Nitish Kumar had even acted on. How is the demand of a caste census by the Congress affected by Nitish Moves?
1: I don't think that Congress will have to, you know, like uh, shelf this demand. They can keep saying that yes, there is a need for caste census, but it is also true that the credit of getting a caste census conducted And coming out with the data in public was taken largely and largely by Nitish Kumar. So if Nitish Kumar is no more with the India Alliance, Congress, there is nothing which prevents Congress and other parties to say that we demand a caste census all over the country. But I think the legitimacy of this demand has gone down a little bit because Nitish Kumar, BJP can always say we have the man on our side who got the caste census conducted in Bihar, this is an indication that we are committed to getting a caste census conducted in other states and a caste census conducted all over the country. The legitimacy of this demand by the Congress has seen a dent, but uh, nobody prevents Congress from keep making this demand at the national level.
2: Uh, India alliance is weakened. Nitish Kumar has left. Mamta Banerjee says she is going solo, and AAP's Punjab unit is hinting to do the same. Where does the India coalition stand now? See, the India coalition
1: is intact in a sense. Yes, Nitish Kumar has left the India alliance. Mamta Banerjee doesn't seem to be with the alliance because she has already mentioned that she will contest elections alone. There are hiccups about Amadvi Party sheet sharing in Delhi and Amadvi Party Punjab unit has already made an announcement. But that doesn't mean that India alliance has gone down. It has weakened. So, India alliance has not crumbled, but yes, it has got significantly weakened.
2: You spoke about perception game. So, uh, how does it matter in like voting pattern or electorally uh, when people will decide who is going to be their leader? I said
1: voters are divided at present, pro-Modi, anti-Modi. And if we look at different states, you know, whether it is pro-Lalu, anti-Lalu, etc, etc. But still you have sizable number of voters who are non-committed. And if the perception goes around that India Alliance cannot defeat BJP, India Alliance is not strong, they cannot perform well. A positive perception in favor of a party or an alliance helps the party in mobilizing those votes. And if a negative perception gets created about a leader, about a party or an alliance, even some of those voters who were intending to vote for that alliance or the party shifts their vote to the winner. Because a typical Indian voter doesn't want to waste the vote. If they get a sense that the party which they wanted to vote is definitely losing election, they don't tend to vote for that party. I'm not saying every voter is of that kind, but a very large number of voters don't want to waste the vote this is the role of perception so if you create a perception, a perception gets created that now india alliance is not in a position to put up a challenge to BJP. so this will damage the india alliance and this goes to the benefit of nd alliance
2: and how do you uh, view the congress at this point of time uh, can anything help change their current position
1: Uh, I don't know what you mean by current position, but yes, Congress is getting weakened day by day. The defeat of the Congress in the three-Assembly election was a big blow for the Congress. Congress was hoping that they would be able to win at least two of the three states. Had that happened, Congress would have been in a jubilant mood. Congress would have looked very strong. But electorally, Congress is looking weak because they lost the three-Assembly elections, even though they managed to win election in Telangana. Uh, The big narrative is about the North India because Congress has to fight BJP in a very large number of states, very large number of seats. And now, with the regional parties giving a punch to the Congress time and again, first it was Mamata Banerjee, then it is Bhagwant Man. And look at the statement given by the J.D.U. leader. Nothing has been said against uh, Lalu Yadav, nothing has been said against R.J.D. or Tejasvi Yadav. They are all accusing Congress of being very slow not being active some of them are accusing rahul gandhi of indulging in this bharat jodo yatra everybody is punching the congress and if you are everybody is punching the congress i don't know whether it is becoming electorally weak or not but the image the perception is going down the image of the congress in people's view in the in the views of the electorate of this country is going down that you know this party cannot go along with regional parties so that is the damage which Congress is suffering day by day, week by week.
2: One more question about Congress. Like when Milindevra left Congress to join Ekna Chindesh Shiv Sena, he spoke about the negative image or negative goals Congress party is hitting. They are just targeting whatever BJP is doing. They don't have any positive agenda. Uh, do you think this is the case? See, the difficulty with the opposition, including Congress, is that yes you keep
1: saying democracy is in danger constitution is in danger it's a autocratic government and we want to throw out narendra modi government at the center but you have to also go to the people with a positive narrative first the difficulty is that the common voter doesn't understand this whole word of democracy in danger because they believe they think elections take place elections are free and fair people you know parties are getting elected and different parties are getting elected in different states. Mamata Banerjee gets elected in West Bengal. Amami party government gets elected in Delhi and Punjab. So there are large number of parties which are getting elected in different states. So elections are free and fair. So democracy is not in danger because elections they see as a key element for a functioning of a democratic government. So this narrative does not go well in the minds of the common voter. And the big difficulty or the big crisis with the Congress and other opposition parties is that You have to go to the people with a positive agenda, positive narrative that yes, if you want to tell people that Modi is not good for the country, you need to defeat Modi. But what is good for the country? Who is better for the country? What positive agenda do you have? If Congress or regional parties or everybody together comes to power, what is different you want to do for the people of this country in terms of employment, in terms of various other issues? So this... Positive agenda is missing and that is a big crisis of the Congress and that is a big crisis of the India Alliance.
2: And what does a lack of opposition unity even in the face of a crushing loss uh, say about Indian politics in the coming days? It doesn't say anything about the Indian politics
1: but it ensures that the dominance of BJP will continue for some more time to come. 2024 elections, BJP will emerge as a very dominant party. Prime Minister Narendra Modi would remain a very popular leader. And I think the difficulty with the opposition is that too many regional parties with too ambitious leaders. So that is the crisis of Indian politics at this moment, that there are large number of leaders, popular in their own state. But the difficulty is that none of them are able to come together, sacrifice a little bit. In the give and take, everybody wants to take. Nobody wants to give out anything when it comes to cheat-sharing, when it comes to who should be the leader of the alliance. So that is the crisis. Even understanding that a good functioning democracy requires a vibrant opposition, they all understand that. But still, together, they are unable to figure out how this should take place.
0: Today's episode was produced by Raj Singh and Sahil Gupta. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TOI+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at toipodcast at timesinternet.in.